Oh, wasn't that great? Let them know how much we appreciate them. Hallelujah. It's good to have a praise band and a praise team singing tonight and has given us the opportunity to enter in the presence of the Lord and worship our Lord and Savior. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, tonight, we're going to, if you have your tithes and offer, you can drop off at the tithe boxes on your way out. We're going to have a time of a devotion tonight, and then we're going to have a time of prayer, and we're going to give God glory. So could you put your hands together and give God glory one more time as Brother Jerry Lemons comes. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Amen. Every time is a great time to be in the house of God. I was glad. David said, when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I, what I love about it too is to be with God's people. And one of the reasons why we come together, well, there's a whole lot of reasons, but uh, one of the main ones in Hebrews when it said don't forsake the assembly is because we need encouragement in these last days. And encouragement is one of the greatest weapons that we have. And it's all through the New Testament. And it says, while we see the day approaching, we need to encourage one another. Every minister, every person needs to be encouraged of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I was really struggling today. Uh, in fact, yesterday, there was another message that the Lord gave me. And sometimes... Uh, the Lord will give me one for the next week or whatever. Uh, something is going to pop up. And there was one that I thought at first I was going to preach. And so I was a little bit confused and really trying to really pray about it. But tonight I have something special for someone tonight. And the title of it is, The Weapons the Enemy is So Fearful of. The Weapons amen, that the Enemy is So Fearful of. I really feel in my spirit and my heart before I get into the message tonight, the devotion, that there is especially one weapon out of many that you need to be using in your spiritual warfare for a particular problem or a particular person. Come on. Amen. We don't use just anything and everything and the same old thing all the time. We need to pray about what is our strategy? God, what are we really coming up against? Are we just trying to treat the symptoms or are we going after what we really need to go after? And I love what it says in the book of Psalms, chapter 18, verse 32, about warfare. It says, it is God who arms me with strength. Glory to God. Strength is, amen, something that God arms you with. So we need the, amen, the strength, don't we? And he makes my way perfect. My course of life, amen, my mode of action, amen, he's talking about. He makes my feet like the feet of deer. And, I, and I've seen on uh, being out west and also on television how deer, amen, can go up the side of a mountain that is almost straight up. Let me tell you, God has got a way for you to get up to where you need to go. And he has got a way for you to accomplish, amen, what he wants you to accomplish. And he has got a way for you to beat the enemy if you'll just listen to the Holy Spirit. For the Bible says here, and he sets me on high places. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. For you have also given me the shield of your salvation. 
Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. You enlarged my path under me so my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn back again till they all were destroyed. Don't give up. Don't give in. Do not quit. Amen. The battle is not altogether yours. It is God's, and he will give you the weapons to conquer. The Bible says that we're more than conquerors. Amen. Praise God. So somebody needs a particular weapon, sometimes several in a certain situation. But we need to know, we need to know and understand how to use our weapons. You know, some people for defense, they'll go out and and they'll purchase a gun. (laughs) And they'll never think about the kickback. They'll never think about what they really need to stop an intruder. And sometimes they really mess up when somebody uh, does come in or a situation arises where uh, something is in the yard or whatever, and, and they haven't gone out there. They haven't really fired their gun. Amen. We need to get to know what the weapons of God are really all about. And not knowing or lack of spirituality can determine your victories or even your defeats. One of the greatest weapons there is is truth. Amen. The greatest weapon there is is the word of Almighty God. Because Jesus is the word. There's power in the word. That if you abide in my word, the Bible says in John chapter 8, ye are my disciples indeed and ye shall know the truth. Amen. You shall know that weapon. The truth will make you free. Amen. Not just a, it, it didn't just say the truth. You shall know the truth. Amen. And the truth is there to help you fight within the battles that you're going through. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3 says this tonight. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. How many people are trying to solve their problems through physical fights and and through words that are coming back and forth. And and, and when you really, unless the anointing gets on you and you rebuke something or rebuke somebody, well, you know, if you're going to say something hateful, hateful is going to come back to you. So it says here, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God. Did you hear that? In God. Not outside of God, but it is in God. And so if you abide in my word, if you abide in God, amen, there is going to be great weapons at your disposal. It says to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down, amen, uh, arguments and everything that exists itself against the knowledge of God. Amen. How can you do that? through the knowledge of God. It says here, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience. The word readiness means fitness. We must be fit for battle. And you know, those that go into the Marines or go into the Army, they they go into basic camp. They, They go in there to strengthen themselves, to get muscled up. Amen. They, they are not just given a handgun. They, they are not just given a tank over there. Amen. Physically and mentally and emotionally, they need to be fit. 
and they need to work as one. And my friend, one of the greatest weapons, and I'm getting ahead of myself, is unity in the body of Christ. That if we will all come together in unity, amen, and believe God for souls and for revivals and for a great move of God, we can have what we want. Can you shout amen? Amen. So, amen, readiness. We need to be ready. We need to be adjusted. Amen. No war is the same. No battle is the same. No demon spirit a lot of times is the same. And if we are trying to defeat, amen, one demonic spirit or one problem like we tried to do the other, we might fail. That's where the church needs the weapon of discernment to know what you're dealing with and to know how to deal with that which, amen, is coming against you. Amen. There were times in the Old Testament that the Lord would show the prophet what the enemy's plans were. And, and, and the enemy got all mad. The king got mad. And he said, what, what is this? Amen. Do we have a spy here that even tells us what's going on in the king's bedroom? Well, I want you to know that we have got somebody, amen, that is all-knowing and all-powerful. There is no need for the body of Christ to lose a battle. I said there's no need. God is all-knowing and he knows everything. And I believe he wants to share it to the body of Christ. So another thing, amen, we don't need to try to fight with somebody's armor. Too many people lose battles because they're just trying to go on the pastor's faith. Even though he has a great faith, amen, you need to have faith. You get faith from his preaching and from Brother Randy and everybody that's up here in the teaching, amen, on television. I, I mean, Every morning I listen to one or two sermons. Why? Because I need to be replenished. Because I need to be fortified. I need to load up my spiritual guns against the devil. Hello. And so uh, some people try to try on somebody else's faith, try on somebody else's ministry. Some people try to take on another person's anointing sometimes. And sometimes leaders get mixed up with their anointing. Take, they try to take on the pastor's anointing. And they always get in trouble when they, amen, try to take on something when they don't have the right anointing. Because the anointing of the Holy Ghost is one of the greatest weapons also that we can have. But my friend, when you try to take on somebody else's, you're going to fail. Amen. We find out that when David, when David came before and he saw Goliath out there, he looked and he saw him big, tall. He, he noticed everybody was in fear. He noticed that a lot of them, including the leader, King Saul, was hiding in a cave. And, and, and so when Saul found out that David was willing to go out there and fight their battle for them and go against Goliath, he said, hey, look. Amen. I'm going to put on, I'm going to give you my armor. It's the least that I could do. Yeah, that was the least he could do. Amen. I'm going to give you my armor. But when he put it on, he, he tried to walk. And, and there's nothing like your walk of faith. There's nothing like your experiences. I, I'm going to tell you something. Everybody needs to get a victory under their belt. Because every victory, amen, your faith gets greater and you get more experience. Amen. Don't dismiss the little victories in life. It's the little victories that God is building up in your life for the greater victories. And so he says, man, I can't wear this. And if I tried, I'm going to fail. <laughs> yes, that's right. You'll fail. Trying to wear somebody else's faith. He said, I haven't even tested them. You see, there's a time when you're going to have to live for God yourself. 
You take what the pastors have given you, what the Sunday school teacher has given you and others have, have promoted within you and you use it for the glory of God, but you're going to have to use it yourself. The Bible says he tried to walk for he could, for he had not tested them. He said, I can't walk with these and I have not tested them. So David took them off and then he took his staff in his hand. He chose for himself, amen, the five smooth stones from the brook. He, he took his shepherd's bag. He took his sling in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. He had all the weapons that he had. They were tested. They were precise. Amen. Anything else he didn't know about, but he knew. And that's where you need to know the truth. That's why you need to know your weaponry. Amen. Within the word of God, you need to study it out. You need to focus on it. Amen. You need to be ready. You need to adjust yourself to where if God says, hey, put that one weapon away, here's another one that you're going to use in order to win the battle. And so that's what David David did, and David won. Why did he win? Not only was he a man of prayer, and prayer is a great weapon, one of the greatest weapons also, but, but he also watched. The Bible says when you pray, watch and pray. Amen, watch and pray. Be watchful, always be watchful. And I believe that when he was walking, there was more to it than the bigness, amen, the tallness uh, that he saw within King uh, or the Goliath. Uh, it, it was more than he saw than just a great armor. You see, the devil will try to use a weapon against you called the spirit of fear. And, and when you have the spirit of fear, you just cannot react in battle like you. In fact, everybody else was hiding. 40 days and 40 nights, Goliath was out there cursing God and belittling them. Every day they got little and more little and more little. Amen. As they, as they just stayed where they were. But you know what? Amen. David didn't believe in that fear. Amen. He believed in his God. Faith was one of his greatest weapons. And he noticed that between, amen, the eyes of Goliath was an opening in his armor. My friend, with a spirit of fear, it will take away your discernment of what you really need to do in battle. It'll take your focus. It will take your attention. It will take your spiritual energy away. You will find yourself isolated around somewhere. You'll feel, amen, the devil will try to belittle you as he did the army of Israel, and you'll be hiding somewhere. You'll be avoiding somewhere. But my friend, amen, because he had faith and because he didn't do it the way that others did it, he noticed the weakness in the devil's arm. Let me tell you, the devil has always had a weakness. Your enemy has always had a weakness. There is a place in them, amen, that you can strike. But as long as the spirit of fear is there, the weapon of the devil's there, you're not going to notice it. You have got to adjust yourself spiritually to see what you need to do and where, amen, your focus needs to be to defeat the enemy. The enemy doesn't want you to have or know about the weapons that you can possess. Amen. After a battle, the winners would take the opponent's armor and weapons to show off their victory in their towns and make sure that they would not use them in the future. Think about that. Amen. Think about that. And the, the Philistines were cunning enough to make sure that Israel wouldn't be able to fight for a great while in a certain time of their life. You know what they did? Amen. They, they were really cool. Not only after a battle, you know, there was a time where uh, Israel, all the men fled 
I mean, they went. And the Philistines followed after and destroyed them, killed them, thousands of them. But you know what they did? Not only did he take their weapons, amen, where they couldn't fight or their people in the future could not fight with them, but also he took away their blacksmiths, amen, that would make the weapons for them. The devil will do everything that he can to make sure that you are not fortified and have the weapons of God. He will try to take away the things that make up. He will try to take you away from the word. He will try to take you away from prayer. He will try to take you away from that which helps, amen, uh, applies the weapons in your heart and also within your life. The Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 13 and 19 that there was nobody blacksmith to be found through all the land of Israel. For the Philistines said, amen, least the Hebrews make swords or spears. Amen. So they were cunning, weren't they? Germany's people were, Navy, were, were unable to resist Nazism and Hitler because they were fooled and given up their weapons. You know what they told them? The propaganda? It's for public safety. Amen. Have you heard that lately? It's for public safety. I heard an old expression on a bumper sticker, really, I read it, that when guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns. It's time for the church to rise up. It's time for the church to get their weapons. Amen. It's time for the church to get in the power of the Holy Spirit and let God reveal great and mighty things. The enemy knows it's easier for us to surrender without any weapons, just as Germany did. So what areas of weaponry should you know and practice spiritual warfare with? One of them is something we really don't think about. Amen, because when we think about weaponry, we think about devastation, defeat. <laughs> Amen, we're gonna step on the enemy. We're gonna crush them. But you know, one of the most powerful weapons was the power of love. Amen, was the power of love. Someone said, make your enemy into your friend. The Bible says, love your enemies. <laughs> Isn't that right? Love them. Amen, we don't want to really destroy them. We want to see them saved. We want to see them washed in the blood of Jesus. Amen, Jesus said, I'm not willing that anyone should perish, but all people should come unto repentance. And so 1 John 4 and 18, for there is no fear in love, amen, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. But when we are filled with God's love, we can do and see and understand things and take things, and we're going to take some hits along the way. Amen. We're going to be wounded at times along the way. Come on. We're going to have a little bit of stabbing within the back, and it's not from the people that hate Christ. It's sometimes from our family. It's from some people sometimes, even in the church. But my friend, love will help you to endure the pain. Love will help you to rebuke fear. Love will help you to forgive Freely. Love will help you to avoid contention. Love will help you to renew strength. Help will, uh, love will help you to bless and also to help others. Amen. We have learned through love, amen, how to fight and not to fight. Love is and love is not, the Bible says. What are the other things? Anointing music. Man, do you have a wonderful group up here. Every time, anointed music. Amen, the devil has exploited America, amen, 50s and everywhere else through music. Amen, has lured people out in sin, has caused people to drink more beer and whiskey and everything else. A lot of the songs are talking about losers in, 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 the, 
in the joints and, and uh, uh, your woman has left you and everything else. Man, that's a bummer. Listen to that. In 1 Samuel 16 and verse 23, when Samuel hadn't gone totally out all the way to the devil, the Bible says that David took a harp and he played it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the distressing spirit would depart from him. Man, there was something there. And it's not just all about talent. Man, when you got talent and the anointing, man, you're really going somewhere. But my friend, one thing you really need to have more than ever is the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Upon the music, the anointing. I've seen so many people healed. Amen. Because the anointing was there. Whether they could sing or not, the anointing was there. And the anointing is what destroys the yoke and anointed singing. Amen. Singing and praising the Lord. Janine and I have been since uh, we left Southside. We've been in a lot of churches. And, and sometimes what we see in some of the churches, people just standing around. During song service, just standing and boy, everything is there. I mean, the words are there. Man, a, a good worship team is there, but they're just standing. And you need to start singing. It's a weapon. I said, it's a weapon. It's a good thing, but it's also a, a weapon against unbelief. Amen. Music, anointed music increases our faith. It increases our opportunity to receive. It increases, uh, amen, our focus to listen to the word of God. Man, I thought, boy, man, these people need to start singing because they need to release out of their mouth the anointing of the spirit. Amen. Death and life, the Bible says, are in the tongue. We release the power of of God, anointed music, anointed praising, amen, and we, we say that Paul and Silas were in jail, had been whipped, and uh, they're in chains, they're in the inner prison, and at midnight, they're hurting, they're in pain, but they begin to sing, and they begin to sing hymns unto God. They begin to worship the Lord, and the devil will try to do everything for you to put your weapon down. The devil will try to do everything to take his weapon of doubt. Amen. His weapon that God doesn't love me. His weapon. Amen. Just keep your mouth shut. You are defeated, but you need to open up your mouth. Amen. Regardless of your pain, regardless of your agony, regardless how far you think that you have been defeated. Amen. Keep on praising the Lord because it worked then. And at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and saying hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loose by the power of God. My friend, we gotta keep on singing. We gotta keep on telling the good news. We need to have the anointing. We gotta keep in prayer. We need the weapons of God. And then in Ephesians 6 and 10, it says, finally, brethren, it says, be strong in the Lord. Okay, we heard that in the Old Testament, right, with David. Be strong in the Lord and then the power of his might. Put on the whole, everybody say whole. Amen. Just don't put on the helmet of salvation that protects your mind, protects your thoughts. Amen. One of the great weapons of the devil is he's going to put those negative thoughts there. Amen. You're not going to win. Your family is not going to be saved. Your church is not going to do any better. They must have missed out on that vision that they said that they had. The devil will try to attack your mind. But not only do you need that helmet of salvation, but you need the whole armor of God. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness and heavenly places. So take up the whole armor 
armor of God that you'll be able to withstand in that evil day. Having done all is to stand. Now, I'm going to let you read all of that. You know, the breastplate of faith, righteousness, and feet shod with the gospel of peace. I mean, from head to toe, I could go through all of that. But what I love about it, it says here at the end, it says, or not quite at the end, but in verse 13, having done all to stand, it means a military phrase, having conquered all, stand, ready to do battle again. Hallelujah. Don't be so caught up in your victory but that you forget to be refreshed. Amen. For the next battle that is coming. Amen. The next weapon is prayer. Amen. We're here tonight mainly, amen, to pray. Amen. There's power in prayer. Look through the New Testament. You, you'll find out everything has either happened through prayer, at prayer. Amen. Peter and John are going to the temple to pray. And it's not because they're, amen, that they've been wiped out through the week. Amen. They're going. Amen. They're not totally drained, but they're going to prayer. And they see that man that had been there for a long time that could not walk. Such as I have, give I unto thee. Amen. And, and told him to rise up and walk in the name of the Lord. And God healed him. It opened up a door of opportunity for Peter to preach the gospel. And several thousand people were won to the Lord. James 5 and 16 says, The effective, effective, fervent prayer, a boiling prayer, a hot prayer of the righteous man, availeth much. The Bible tells in, in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. And I didn't read it all or explain it all, but one of the great parts of the armor of God that is a great weapon against the devil is what is not being quoted, especially in our Pentecostal churches a lot of times. It's just praying in the Spirit. And we're talking about praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. We're talking about building up your most holy faith. Amen. Building up. Building up. Hallelujah. Build up a fortress that the devil cannot tear down. Build up a fortress. Oh, building up your most holy faith. But, amen, we know not what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession and he prays through our spirit. Those that have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you're praying sometimes in tongues over your family, over situations in your family, over people that you have not met. What a wonderful weapon. You haven't met them, but through the Spirit you can pray for them. There are situations you might not be aware of that's going on in your family in your husband's life, in your wife's life. But the Holy Ghost knows, and if we will pray in the Spirit, it's the greatest weapon that we could ever have. Praying in the Spirit. Anointed words of speech. I talked about that. Confidence is one of the greatest weapons. It is the faith on the inside plus courage. Amen, that comes out on the outside. Amen. Amen, unity. Amen, I spoke of that, unity. The powerful name of Jesus. I mean the powerful, there's no name like Jesus. There's no name above. Demonic spirits bow. And man, when you say it because you love him, hello, anybody could say it and not everybody's gonna have the victory. But when you say it because you love him, you say it because you respect him. You say it because you have surrendered to him. You say it because you have made him Lord and master of your life. I want you to know that demons know that. They sense that and they will bow in the name of Jesus. They have got to go in the name of Jesus. That in my name saith God that I will pour out my spirit. Amen. You shall lay hands on the sick. Ye 
shall cast out devils in my name. Oh, in my name. The powerful blood of Jesus Christ. Many years, I remember years ago, when many of the churches began to take out a lot of songs in their hymnals that spoke of the blood. This is just too bad. It's going to harm the church. It's going to harm our little ones. Well, amen. Throwing it out really harmed them. It didn't keep those people from going to those bloody movie pictures. Hello? It, it didn't keep them from watching, amen, the dead walking around. Amen. It didn't keep them, amen, going to the gory shows. But the, uh, but the weapon of deception came into their churches. There's nothing like the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing like it. There's nothing like it. In Revelations 12 and 10, the accuser of the brethren then is cast out. Amen. It's been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the land and by the word of their testimony. Your testimony is a weapon against the devil. Your testimony, even though you might not have received total victory and you're going through so some, uh, somewhat of pain, you're still going through some agony. You're still giving God praise. You're still giving God glory. You're still singing unto the Lord. And people are watching you just like they watch Paul and Silas. It's one of the greatest weapons to win people to God. And it's one of the greatest weapons to win the victory over the power of the enemy. Our testimony. Amen. Amen. When we hear someone else's testimony, it gives us hope and encouragement. So tonight as we pray, and as I close tonight, in different spiritual battles, we need to know and discern what spiritual weapon to use, whether it's the Word, whether it's some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, whether it is the power of love, amen, whether it is the weapon of forgiveness, amen, I forgive you. Amen. We had a lady in our church that the associate pastor's wife had was just trying to be a witness at work and a woman came up and just slapped. I mean, she came to church that night and she had a big black eye. And I know that woman. That woman can whip anybody. That woman can whoop anybody. Boy, she's a tough turkey. Hey man, she prayed for me a whole lot to get the baptism and man, I wanted to get it as soon as I could. Man, she didn't give up. I, I mean, she could whip about anybody but I'll tell you how she whipped the devil she did not strike back with her fist she did not strike back with hateful words but her actions and her loving spirit brought that person to their knees one of the greatest weapons that there is so as you come to pray tonight I want you to pray in whatever situation you are in at work in your home, I want you to pray, God, give me a discernment. What weapons do I need to be used by in my situation? And there are a lot more weapons than what I named tonight. Amen. What weapons do I need to conquer this thing? Amen. To get total victory in my family over this thing. What do I need at my workplace? What is it, God? Show me, show me.
because we could be using the wrong thing. We could be not adjusting ourselves to, to the present battle, but looking at what we used in the past battles. And when David won those battles, he would go back to God in prayer and says, what do you want me to do? And God would tell him to fight in a way and go to the enemy in a way like he had never had done before. We need to hear a rhema, word of God. Amen. I sense battles being won. I sense people coming to the altar, running to the altar and being saved. I sense victories happening in your bodies and other people's bodies because we know how to adjust and we know by the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God what, what, what weapons to use. Would you stand with me, please?